Show. Continuing on. 877-867-1670-877-867-1670. Hopefully you're, you're enjoying your day. And um, I want to turn, turn our side. We, you know, the breaking news of the day is former quarterback uh, from the Raiders, Derek Carr, he signs with the Saints. And um, that's a domino uh, as we were waiting for some of these dominoes to fall. Obviously, the Jets are waiting on Aaron Rodgers. Lamar Jackson still being uh, trying to work out a deal with uh, the Baltimore Ravens. And uh, Daniel Jones is trying to work out a deal with uh, the Giants. So you've got uh, issues going on there. So Jimmy Garoppolo is out on the market. You know, there's a, there's there's a lot of different, you know, kind of quarterback balls in the air, so to speak. Uh, but, you know, the biggest story that's been this offseason is the, uh, uh, you know, the decision of Aaron Rodgers, which we still wait for. In the meantime, in the meantime, um, the Milwaukee Brewers trudging through their their season, their early spring training season. And we've seen some good. Tyrone Taylor's not having a good good camp. He's had some injuries and some problems and such. And there's been clock management and there's been loopholes in the shift system and such. Uh, but in the grand scheme of things, uh, when you look at what the Brewers uh, are doing and uh, what they could be doing, what is the optimism for this season? What is the optimism for this season? Brewers have won a few. Uh, yesterday, again, they, you know, with 11 strikeouts, <laughs> watching this team get mowed down. Uh, then you got the best pitcher in Major League Baseball, and Corbin Burns, that many believe right now, is he's a guy that's just going to, they feel he's going to have a terrific season, and come the trade deadline, he could possibly be on his way out. They, uh, the need to move him before the 2024 season seems to be there. Because he's he's going to hit free agency and get a ton of money. We all know that. Brewers have the White Sox on the docket. Uh, that'll be coming up tomorrow. Uh, they're off today, so nobody's in the park today. So the early returns, uh, they are sitting right now at uh, four and six on the young spring training year. They have had a couple of games. As a matter of fact, the last two games, they've scored a total of three runs. They've been, uh, they, or excuse me, they won, I take that back, they won 14-2 to two and lost 6-1. to one. So they, you've seen them turn it on and then turn it off. Uh, but they have scored. They've got two games of double digits so far this year. They scored 10 and scored 14, so they have been able to hit the ball. But there are times when they just, again, like yesterday, kind of falls by the wayside. So, uh, but it's spring training. And spring training means guys are working on certain things. Maybe you're a hitter looking on just, you know, getting stuff low and away or just trying to get your bat speed up or you're just trying to kind of make contact and pitchers are just trying to hit the corners at this point or you're trying to work on a breaking ball. So you're not really into the depths and seriousness of spring training at this point unless you're a young guy trying to make a name for yourself. So here's the question. Here's the question. How excited are you for this season? How excited are you for this season? With some of the young guys they have in this team, how excited are you for this season? They bring in Contreras um, from Atlanta. You get Jesse Winker. He comes in uh, from Seattle. He's your DH. You still got Urias. Garrett Mitchell's coming up. They were dra- they drafted him a couple of years ago. You know, you got Brian Anderson comes out of Miami. 
you know, they grabbed him. Um, there's uh, Bryce Terang, the guy that's here, you know. So um, give me your thoughts on this team and on your excitement. Uh, Darren says 82 game, 82 wins if they're lucky. Mark says, not too excited. A lot of the same swingers and missers from last year. Uh, City Gold says, uh, 84 wins, book it. Um, and then this one's from Tyrone who says, still chasing the Cardinals, always will. Not enough money to spend. No big signings in the offseason. Disappointing as usual. That's from Tyrone. Tyrone, appreciate the email. But where's your excitement level? For this team, 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. I'd love to find out. Love to find out. Um, just for the fact that I, 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 I don't really know what to, I don't have a lot. I'll, I'll be honest, okay? I don't have a lot. I don't have a lot of excitement. I'm excited for baseball. Um, don't get me wrong. I, I love baseball season. Uh, there is so much that goes with it. When I think of baseball, when I think of Brewers baseball, I think of going to the ballpark. Uh, whether it's in the press box or in the stands, I enjoy it. I just enjoy going to the game. But I also think of summer. I think of sitting out back and grilling, watching the TV, you know, rooting for the team. I think of, you know, series with the Cubs, uh, maybe heading down to Chicago, maybe, you know, going to a series or two up here. Uh, you know, I travel a little bit, so I get a chance to see them when they're in Cincinnati or St. Louis or Pittsburgh, you know. Uh, so I think of all that kind of stuff. And I, and I just love summer. I, I love, you know, that there's something on almost every day and, and all that kind of stuff. But what what is, do you have an excitement level? Randy says they're going to be lucky to hit 500 this year. Um, as a Cubs fan, I'm excited to see if they can knock off Milwaukee and St. Louis. That's from Brett. Uh, again, a, an estimation for 82 games. Uh, Scott says, uh, this team's got about 80 wins in them the way they sit right now. I don't know if I can believe in Garrett Mitchell tearing up the league. The league's going to adjust to him. Can he then adjust back to the league or is this going to be a Keston Hero thing all over again? Uh, Darren, appreciate the email. I, I, that, that, that's my question. I don't, I don't know if fans know what to expect. That's all. And I don't get, I, I, I think I get a lot of people that are excited about Brewers baseball because it's baseball, because it brings everything with it. It brings tailgates and it brings summer, it brings warmer weather, and it brings everything that goes along with that. So that's baseball season. But as far as saying, you know, hey, they're 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 ready to take over the Cardinals for the top spot, that the talent they brought in, the young guys they have, the pitching they have, then it leads to it, it begs the question, like last year they got off to the fastest start in franchise history. Okay, and you saw what happened after they made the hater trade. What happens if they got off, get off to this fast start? Guys are hitting, and young guys are coming along. The guys they picked up, Jesse Winker's cranking it. You know, suddenly you get the return of 2018 version of Christian Yelich. All of that begins to happen, and then you realize that there's other teams that are vying that need a pitcher. What happens if they trade Corbin Burns away? Because you're going to have to, whether it's you know, the trade deadline or going into the offseason. Offseason chances are you can probably get more. But you think about that. You know? JJ says, I'm fishing and doing other things this summer. Not much time for baseball. 
I, I, you know, I, I just, I wonder, Brian says, not that excited uh, thought with our starting pitching and bullpen. Uh, if we could only get a hitter or two last trade deadline or if some young talent would actually emerge hitting-wise, then the hater trade salary dump happened and our answer threw the GM under the bus and, and our owner threw the GM under the bus, he says. Uh, then he stepped down. Uh, that's where I'm at. Which is fair. Can't argue with it. Uh, Andrew says, you, with the Brewers, you can wish in one hand and crap in the other. <laughs> Good you guys have really brightened the day. Right? I, but this this is... You know, I, I hear people that, and look, I, I'm not trying to criticize others that feel like there's something here, but I listen to local and I listen to national, and there's some that are, you know, just blowing rays of sunshine up my ass regarding the Brewers. I and I, I'm like, am I missing something? Am I? I mean, I hope that's all true. I hope Garrett Mitchell's the real deal. I hope. Winker comes back into the National League Central, just sets it on fire. I hope, you know, that all, all Contreras is the guy, the answer, the backstop, you know. I, I hope all of that happens. But I'm kind of like, what am I missing? Is there something more here that I'm missing that I don't see, you know? Um, you have, you, you know, your bullpen's still your question mark. I, I, I just... Ben, are you optimistic? Do you think that this team's vying for the top spot in the National League Central? Believe it or not, I actually am. I think it's the only thing I've ever been optimistic about. I like I I sat down, I started to go through it as spring training was starting, and based on what they were the last year, I felt like everything went wrong. Obviously with the trade, but also mm-hmm. after the trade and with injuries to key offensive players and the bullpen just collapsed. Everything went wrong and they were still on the doorstep. I, it, the division stinks overall, top to bottom. The Cardinals are good, but they're not in a gauntlet of a division. And if you look through the large sample size of last season, the full season long stats, yes, their offense was so frustrating to watch because it was inconsistent. And there were moments where they pitched well, but they couldn't hit when they needed to hit. They were still completely middle of the road in most offensive categories. In like 14 mm-hmm. to 17, they weren't that horrible. And I think they got substantially better with Contreras. Um, they did lose Renfro, but you have a lot of young guys coming up. It's not as if just one Keston Hira comes up. You have Mitchell, um, and you mentioned Terang, uh, and you kind of bank on one of those guys to pop. And then, mm-hmm. you know, you also have a wild card in Jesse Winker there as well. And then Yelich, I, it can't get worse for Yelich, I feel like. So with everything that went on last year, it felt like the worst case scenario. And then they bring all the guys back and I, I see improvement on that side. Let's say, I don't think the defense will be as poor. The only big thing that I'm questioning is the bullpen. If the bullpen can perform, I think they'll, they'll win the division easily. If it doesn't, then we see the same stuff as last year. Here's something for you. And I was looking at fan graphs and, and roster, uh, do you know what the projection is for Christian Yelich this year? 262, which is generous. 22 home runs. And what? 90, 80 ribbies? Um, no. 
As a matter of fact, uh, they've got uh, the 2023 projection for Christian Yelich is batting 246, slugging percentage of 410, 19 home runs, and an on-base percentage of 353. So if you look at the power numbers, do we now turn around and bet on the 19 home runs for Christian Yelich? I'll take 20. You take 20 or more? And I would take 19 or less? It's not really based on anything. I just can't see it getting substantially worse. I'm not saying it's worse. I'm saying it's the same. Because last year, what did he hit? 15, 14 home runs? I had 15, and he hit 14. Yeah. Um, hmm. He, he he does look a little thicker to me. Um, so maybe he's got, you know, whatever he did in the off season and core strength and conditioning and such. Um, he's already got a double, a uh, ground rule double and a homer this year, early on in spring training. But maybe we, maybe we bet on it. We, maybe we pick a number and look at Christian Yelich uh, for a successful season or not. We'll, we'll, as we as the ne- next couple of weeks go by, as we get ready to get into the regular season, we'll bet on Christian Yelich. So I have, Bill, I have fan graphs ahead of me. And mm-hmm. they have the Brewers at 85.8 wins, three behind the Cardinals projected. They give the mm-hmm. Brewers a 37% chance to win the division and the Cardinals 57. I just look ahead and I feel like if they don't win the Central, I think it's a colossal disappointment. I feel like they should be the big favorites. What makes them better other than their starting pitching? What makes them better than the Cardinals? Well, that's what See, it when is you go, to me. When you go pound for pound, player for player, the Cardinals are a better team. And the Brewers, while they got off to that fast start, remember, and, and again, I, you know, the underestimation of going ahead and getting rid of, you know, Josh Hader was a colossal mistake. But there, because you talked about the numbers and where they were at the end of the season, but at the beginning of the season, they were just, they were beating hell out of the baseball. And then it just went away. I mean, it just, it went, it was gone. And they were all or nothing. And they got some really terrific pitching performances. But they wasted so many really good outings by that starting staff last year. And you thought if they just got a couple of those, it's a different type of season, maybe a different type of atmosphere. But it's just they just didn't, and and it became an all or nothing team. I hope they got offensively better, even if it's just even if they're just hitting, just just you know I'm not talking about power numbers. I'm just talking about putting the ball in play, you know, being able to run the bases, do a few different things, maybe just just getting some base knocks and driving in some runs, even if it's station to station baseball. That that's all I'm hoping for, just to be able to say hitting's contagious in some way, shape, or form. Because last year it just wasn't. It, it was horrific. And meanwhile, you had good pitchers giving good outings only to watch it fall by the wayside. Or when they needed the big the big outing, they didn't get it because you couldn't put the hitting and the pitching together at the same time, and it just struggled all season long. Uh, but Christian Yelich has something to prove. Willie Adamas needs to come back and play extremely. I mean, right now, they don't have a hitter on this team in the starting lineup projected 250 or better. And remember, Hunter Renfro was the guy that gave you the 250-plus batting average last year. Everybody else on this team via Fangraph's projection right now, not one is projected to hit 250 or better. And I know people talk about average, and it doesn't mean as much. 
you know, you got to go by OPS. Well, that's fine, but still average plays into it. So not one guy projected to, to hit better than 250 this season. And that's that. That's where I have the issue. Is it like their starting pitching still good? Their bullpen's a question mark. And did they get better offensively, or do they just get better power numbers and they'll just drive in a few more runs? But ultimately, again, going back to needing clutch hitting, will they be able to get it? Let's do this. We're going to step out. We'll take a quick break. We'll come back. We got a lot more to get to. Hang in there. More of the Bill Michaels Show coming up. This portion of the program brought to you by our friends at Kemp's. They're right here in our own backyard. Kemp's. Dairy products, they are fantastic, but they're looking for help. They're based in Cedarburg, Wisconsin. And if you are looking for a career, if you're looking for $23 an hour, plus, 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 you're looking for 401K and medical and dental, they're hiring CDL drivers, production people, uh, technical people, uh, and uh, and maintenance. So they're looking for help right here in our own backyard. Kemp's, K-E-M-P-S, kemp's.com. And at the bottom of the page, you'll see the careers, the careers link. Click on it, and you can go ahead and fill it out, uh, the app, and they'll get back to you. Again, uh, go to uh, Kemps.com. That's Kemps.com, Kemps.com, K-E-M-P-S. Click on careers at the bottom of the page, and you're going to be good to go. Again, Kemps.com. Click on careers at the bottom of the page. Good to go, and uh, get yourself a new career. More of the Bill Michael Show now. Ready? This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. note from Art Art and uh, his staff they uh, they ended up going over to the Lux Golf Base he said last uh, well this past weekend and said what a great time didn't know they were there and he said man what a what a tremendous place uh, that they have there in Franklin Wisconsin and Art I, I couldn't agree with you more said uh, him and his four buddies uh, all of in parentheses who also work for me uh, went over and we had a bonding day Smacked it around a couple of times. Great to, great to get some swings in. Great food. Great entertainment. Uh, he talks about Lux Golf Bays in Franklin. Uh, Lux, dot com. That is LuxGolfBays.com. Good stuff. I'm always glad when people get a hold of me and say, hey, uh, something that uh, you recommended works and works well, and that's Lux Golf Bays. LuxGolfBays.com. Um, let's see here. Uh, what else do we have here for you <laughs> The Scott says the projections for the Milwaukee Brewers horrible. Oh my! Oh my God! Uh, it is now. Do you mean it's that that's the you know FanGraphs is completely off of their projection, or do you mean that you know for what's being projected is absolutely horrible? That's what I would love to know. So are you are you like poo pooing the projections? Are you saying that uh, oh my God, what the projections are for the Milwaukee Brewers is awful? Uh, this one's uh, from uh, Kenny. Kenny says, hey, you know, how much do you think the shift uh, helps Christian Yelich? I, maybe some. I don't know that not having the shift is going to help a lot. I have not seen the numbers so far when it comes to not having the shift on in spring training. I, I know that they've been compiling this kind of stuff. Ben, have you seen anything? Other than the fact that the games are shorter, uh, significantly shorter, the, I have not seen anything additional when it comes to what the shift or the pitch clock and such have meant for actual play on the field of you. I can give you the eye test. Go the, ahead. Uh, so guys like Joey Gallo, who are super shifted, mm-hmm. obviously when you change a rule, the teams are going to find ways to exploit it and find new advantages. Right. So instead what they do is they move the center fielder 
behind the second baseman and just make a different shift and then don't Mm -hmm. play with the left fielder. So it's different, but they're still kind of the same when it comes to that. It comes to the alignment overall. It's not as efficient. Who did? Was it the Red Sox that did that? Originally or on Gallo? Um, there was a, ah, boy, there was, uh, I was, I, I blew past a headline that said, uh, lo- loophole in the shift this past weekend. Uh, God, I can't remember. It is the Red Sox. Yes. Is it the Red Sox that did that? Okay. Yeah. Cause you have to have, I think two guys on each side of second base with a foot in the dirt at least. Okay. But then they put their left fielder and put him right in between the second baseman and first baseman where the old shift guy used to play in the outfield. Mm-hmm. And then, I mean, it's yep. hilarious because the screenshot just shows left field without a soul in it. Right. You can't hit it there. Um, by the way, some other news that the uh, the Atlanta Braves plan to stop the sale of season tickets to preserve the availability of single game tickets. First time in team history, season ticket sales have been cut off before the first game. The uh, the Braves plan to cut off the sale of season tickets uh, coming up maybe next week. The team says it's on pace to approach the 2022 Truist Park record of more than 3.1 million in attendance for the first time since 2020 at Turner Field. Uh, it will be the Braves will have topped 3 million in fans visiting. Uh, the Braves finished fourth in the majors last season with their average of 38,461 fans at the Truist Park. Uh, the Braves say their April 6th home opener against San Diego and some other high-profile games already uh, sell out in standing room only status. And after March 17th, fans who want to purchase season tickets for the 2024 campaign can sign up and be placed on a waiting list for fan priority. But the Atlanta Braves saying they're cutting off season ticket sales before the season gets underway. They're not going to do it because they're already approaching sellouts, way too many sellouts, which is kind of a weird thing to think if you're, and I get you want to, you want to create a buzz with some single game tickets available. Okay. It's, it's different, but that's, that's what they're, that's what they're talking about doing down in Atlanta, cutting off season ticket sales, 877-867-1670. You want to chime in, do it. Uh, this was from Paul listening to us in Menashe. He said, I'm excited. I do believe that the Milwaukee Brewers have seated themselves directly on the fence. They brought in some talent, but affordable talent. I feel like Winker, Anderson, and Contreras, if we get two out of three of those to play well with better batting averages this year from Yelich and Adamas, that could make the offense easier to watch and more competitive with our current pitching state. But the other side of the fence is if things go south, they will move Burns at the deadline, no doubt, Paul in Menasha. Paul, thanks for the email. Um. By the way, Calvin Ridley has been reinstated. It looks like after the gambling suspension, which we kind of figured. You know, it, it, it it's a year. It's a year. Um. Also, Red Sox star Justin Turner drilled in the face. If you haven't seen this during a spring training game, uh, so violent it left left him oozing blood all over home plate. So that came out. Um. We were talking about the, the Boston Red Sox just moments ago, but uh, Turner with the Red Sox going down with a smash in the face. Um, and, yeah, it looked violent. I saw it on uh, one of the highlights on ESPN just a little, few minutes ago. Uh, and, yes, Pro Football Focus also confirming Calvin Ridley is back, which, again, 
you saw, you know, what was it, years ago, Paul Horning got suspended by the league for a year. You know, Calvin Ridley, you kind of felt. Now, he's had some other things go on, but you kind of felt like he was going to get a year and then he'd be back. Uh, also, the announcement that uh, Orlando Brown, the uh, big left tackle for the Kansas City Chiefs, will not be franchise tagged. They will not use the franchise tag on him. They're going to try to work out a deal, but he will then become um, a free agent, if not. So there you go. Um, what else? Uh, the Cowboys, we talked about you a little bit earlier. Tony Pollard getting the, the franchise tag. He's going to make just over $10, $10 million a year this year. Uh, Nick says that I think the Brewers and the Packers are close, but no cigars. Doesn't matter who's under center for the Packers. They're a decent football team, but they will not be going to the postseason. And if they make it there, they're probably one and done. The Brewers are probably going to end up three to five games behind the Cardinals, not even vying for a wild card spot. I think the Brewers are done. This is going to be it of the decent run of pitching. It's a shame, too, because we keep talking about developing pitching in the minor league system. We finally get a couple of guys who we can really hang our hats on, and then we can't afford them. This is the sad state of affairs for the Milwaukee Brewers. Appreciate the email. Thanks very much. 877-867-1670. If you got something, bring it. Uh, We can talk a little Bucks basketball, talk some Badger basketball, talk some Marquette basketball. UWM basketball. And there's some, you know what? Here's something else. I got something for the haters. I don't normally go after the haters and all the time, but it's something for the haters. It's like lighten up, okay? Lighten up. And I want to. I'll, I'll tell you what I'm talking about when we come back. Stay tuned. Got a whole lot more of the Bill Michael Show next. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Bill Michaels show uh, continuing on. Here's something I didn't know today. Today is National Oreo Day. My buddy uh, Justin just texted me a little while ago and said it, and then all of a sudden it pops up on my Quick Trip page. National, they're giving away Oreos today. How about that? Free pack of Oreos if you use your Quick Rewards card today. <laughs> you got a Quick Rewards card? Stop into Quick Trip. Get yourself some free Oreos. For some of you, that might be right up there with sex. So stop in and get some Oreos. (laughs) I know golf for you is like right up there with sex, Ben. That's the Oreos don't compare. I I get that. Just an FYI. Yeah. All I, all I'm thinking about Bill right now is sleep. If I'm being completely honest. Okay. Um, (laughs) the brain isn't ventured as far as to what I'm going to eat. Okay. Um, sleep. And then maybe the arrival of your golf clubs. Yeah, maybe that might be tomorrow. But I like I I maybe got two and a half hours last night. Okay. Hey, it, by the way, speaking of your good. golf clubs, they know where they're at. They just have to deliver them, correct? Correct. Yes. Okay. And they know the it's contents. It's not like they don't well. know where they're. Okay. It's not like they don't know where they're at. They know where the clubs are at. They've got them physically in hand. They just now have to deliver them to you, correct? Allegedly, that's what okay. I was told. But it's American. Like you, you can't trust them for these things. <laughs> They're not trustworthy. <laughs> okay. Nice. At least they know where they're at. That's At least there's hope. That's all that matters. At least there's hope. 877-867-1670. 877-867-1670. 
Uh, give us a shout. We'd love to hear from you if you uh, want to talk some Brewers baseball, what have you. However, I do have to address the haters in two different segments, both regarding basketball. So um, I saw that uh, UWM, uh, UW-Milwaukee men's basketball program, they put out a post on Twitter, and it said sold out for the final home game. And I saw that there were just all these just snide comments about, well, you're at the Kalachi, and the Kalachi only holds a few thousand. We know that. It's not like it's a big mammoth complex. But, look, you just give them credit. They're having a good season. Why hate? You know, if maybe you're a Marquette fan, you're going, oh, no big deal. You know, we got people selling out the the Pfizer. Well, that's good. Feel good about your program. But considering where UWM was to where they're at now, you, you know, what's the bigger turnaround? You kind of thought Marquette was going to be good. You didn't know what UWM was going to be. You know? So, I, you know, look, can't we just all enjoy that we've got good basketball in the state of Wisconsin? Can we not just enjoy that? Right? Just enjoy that there's a good possibility or at least a very real possibility, that come Selection Sunday, we've got three teams in the state that we could circle and say, we've got reasons to watch and follow and root for teams in the state of Wisconsin to advance. And maybe, just maybe, if God himself comes down, points his finger on the court in the proper direction, these two teams or three teams could end up facing each other at one point or another throughout the tournament. I'd be great with that. I'd be all fired up. That would be awesome. Does anybody remember what this state was like when George Carl got here? The Bucks became relevant. Suddenly, Bruce Pearl takes over the program that Bo Ryan stacked up. Bo Ryan's got the Badgers turned around. You've got Tom Crean in a Final Four run going with Marquette. Green Bay was pretty good at the time, but UWM with Bruce Pearl goes on that sweet 16 run. Do you remember what basketball was like in the state of Wisconsin at that time? Oh, my God. It was electric. I never seen team, you know, television stations from Wausau and Eau Claire and such coming into the five serve or coming down to to cover some of these teams. It was great. Everybody in the state was interested in it. It was a story. It was fun. So don't don't crap on it. Don't hate on it. Just say congratulations. You've got fans going to the game. At some point, maybe you start selling out the UWM Panther Arena. So there you go. The other thing for haters. Did you see uh, the way Giannis got the uh, the the, the triple double yesterday, Ben? I did. Where he just kind of tossed up a half a shot at the end of the game, and it fell back into his own hands, and that's considered technically a rebound, which gave him the extra rebound to give him a triple double. Yeah, and I think it's smart. I, you know, here's the thing, uh, and again, it, it just. People are ripping him. Oh, what a what a joke play, what a junk play, and on and on and on. Giannis, first of all, Giannis is fun. Giannis is a fun, playful, big, giant kid, okay? No doubt about it. That's the reason everybody likes the guy. So for those that say he was doing this cheap, he was trying to get over on, it wasn't like he was breaking a record. He's got a triple-double, who cares? And he did it fun-wise. Now, if he does it all the time, yeah, then maybe you have an issue with it. But how many times has this guy earned it? I mean, just flat out earned it. So he's not going to do it all the time. It's not going to become the thing. 
but just let the guy have fun. He's one of the he, if you've watched him in different interviews lately, if you you know, just the guy is just a, a a giant playful kid. You know, he's just a good dude. He's just one of the good. He's not out brandishing weapons like John Morant. He's he's creating gym shoes for his son. He's getting 50 cheeseburgers over at Culver's. He's getting diapers for people in the area. You know, I mean, just the guy's just fun. He's a playful, big kid, you know, and people just had a problem with it. I just, but it was a whole bunch of haters that came out after that. And I thought, ah, okay, you need to address the haters. Cause I'm, I'm, the question is, what do you, why would you hate on that? I guess there's, if you're a purist, and it's one extra rebound that he shouldn't have gotten. Okay, I can understand that. But beyond that, it's like, come on, man. Come on. No reason to hate. Those are probably no. the same people that applaud Bill Russell for getting rebounds from firemen. <laughs> yes. Mail delivery men. Things of that nature. Right? Carpenters. Mm-hmm. Correct. I'm joking, so, by the I way, know. for all the people out there. Before I get hate DMs uh, again. Yeah, you're going to get hate all over the place. It doesn't matter. There's always people hating. So you're always going to get hate. So anyway, I, but I had to address that. I, I just, I was watching that this morning and last night on on mainly Twitter, but which is Twitter. It's where everybody goes to hate. But I just thought, come on, man. Come on. Uh, 877-867-1670 if you want to find us. Feel free to go ahead and give us a shout, 877-867-1670. Hey, our friends out there at uh, Buzzard Billies, they got, uh, now I know it's Buzzard Billies, and I know that coming up, they've got St. Patrick's Day's right around the corner. There's still good Cajun food there, but I'm sure they're going to be doing it up just like everybody else in lacrosse. Uh, so when you're going to do your, your, your cabbage and such, and boy, they got some good red beans and such out there. Oh, so good. But when you're going to be out, you're going to be doing the corned beef and cabbage stuff. Swing into Buzzard Billy's. And even if you don't swing in for that, you can swing in for some really good food. Head upstairs to the Starlight Lounge. Get yourself. There's got to be some. You can get a grasshopper. That's green. Get a grasshopper martini. You're good to go. That's green for St. Patrick's Day. Hell yeah. Do that. Check out our friends at Buzzard Billy's. Great food. Great people. Right there in downtown Lacrosse. We're going to wrap it up next on the Bill Michael Show. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is The Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. I'm glad to have you. We were talking to Brewers baseball just before. Uh, we were also talking a little uh, Giannis uh, as he, uh, that and the haters, so to speak, as uh, Giannis was uh, dropping the, uh, dropping a little rebound to himself and getting the triple double and the haters on uh, UWM. Going back to the Brewers, though, Pack Attack says, I find your statistics interesting on Christian Yelich. I've been saying for over two years now that he's like, Tiger Woods and his back injury. They both wind up and hit the ball a country mile. The back injuries have devastated their game. Now that uh, he's bigger, he might be able to hit the ball a bit farther, maybe in a few more, maybe a few more home runs. 
such a huge disappointment, though. So that's from uh, number one pack attack. Uh, this one is from Derek and Cudahy. And Ben, this is directed to both of us. He says, uh, hey, guys, Yelich is done. I'll take the best, uh, the bet of 17 homers or below. He's been battling knee and core issues for a while now, and his juicer buddy is gone. This team is cheap, and so is their owner. He's been robbing us for years. The Brewers are 82 wins at best. Council gone after the season. They get rid of Burns for another group of nobodies. That's the way this team operates. Bet me or not from Derek and Cudahy. Do we take that bet? That he's done he's take, 17? He's, he's taken 17 or less home runs. He's taken the Brewers at 82 wins or less, and Council's gone at the end of the year. Oh, I think I the 17 thing could happen, and Yelich still could have an okay year if he's the leadoff guy and sets the tone. But mm-hmm. I, I don't think there's any way Council's fired. And no, no, he's talking about he's talking about leaving. I think I don't think he means fired. I think he means leaving because Council oh, I wasn't uh, <laughs> didn't did not commit at the end of the year uh, or at uh, in spring training this year to the end of the season. He just said he's got some things that he wants to think about, blah, blah, blah. And yeah. most of that's just his kids because his kids are in college baseball now. Now, he looks somewhat disheveled after games, though. Yeah. Not a lot of stress. I would, uh, yeah, <laughs> I would take the no on all of those things. Okay. So you're believing that Yelich gets more than 17. The Brewers win more than 82. Council stays after this season, and as he puts it, uh, they get rid of Burns for another group of nobodies. So you're thinking they actually get a good deal. The last one maybe could happen. Yeah. Now, listen, I'm I'm optimistic for the regular season. I haven't said I think they'll actually hit in the playoffs. That's a different discussion. But I think they go back to what they were two years ago, that kind of team. 90-ish wins, not the best team in baseball, but really a, a healthy playoff team. And then hopefully they don't uh, play like crap. Let's do this. Derek, I will break it down into four parts of I'll take your I'll take your uh, uh, I, I, I'm going to say, boy, the Christian Yelich thing, man, at 17. I was thinking the 19 of fan graphs. So uh, but I'll, I'll I'll say that that Yelich hits 18 this year, 18 or 19 this year. So I'll I'll take that bet. Um, I'll take that uh, the Brewers win more than 82 games. Uh, I'll take the bet that Council is back next year. The Burns thing I won't take because uh, I, I don't know what you would consider a bunch of nobody. So that's up that's up for conjecture. But the rest of that I'll take. Does he get I'll traded, take, yeah. do you think, midseason? Um, I don't. It, it, well, it, I don't, and, and it, I'm going to base this upon. Uh, I'm going to base it upon this: that I believe the Brewers are going to be within striking distance of the Cardinals, either leading or within a couple of games of the Cardinals. So, if you would be trading Burns, you're in essence saying, unless you get some bombers, you know, or some really good bats, um, and, and who knows what can happen in a very long baseball season. But unless you get that. There's, you're not going to be trading Burns away again if you're in the midst of a, a you know, of possibly winning the division. You saw what happened. History would then repeat itself. You saw what happened last year when you traded away Hater, and everything went south. And we all looked at that that trade and said that was the linchpin in all of this. You screwed you screwed your own ball club out of a season in which they probably could have went to the postseason, even though their hitting was not great. You took away. A, a part of the heart and soul of the team. And that that's on you. If you do that again, you would consider this complete, the, the management completely inept of this team. 
So you can't do that. So to me, I, I'm not going to do the the bag of balls thing and the you know nobody. I'm going to say that uh, if you're out of it, yeah, go ahead and trade them. But if you're in it, I can't imagine a Brewers trading away Corbin Burns. I just can't. Can't imagine that happening. And you probably get more for him in in the offseason if you can maybe even put together a, th- a three-team deal. You know what I mean? Yeah, there there has to be a point where they just don't let these massive PR earthquakes hit them in a negative way. Right. Because it's been a year and a half of the worst PR you can imagine. With, mm-hmm. I'm sure, like some like the Contreras trade. Like, there are good things going on, just vastly overshadowed by all the bad things. I, yeah. I just can't see. They saw what happened with Hater. I don't know how they let themselves go through that same horrible cycle again because the fans will stop showing up. Yeah. Yeah, and you when you lose faith, I mean, what do you got left? So, no, I would agree with you. Expensive beer. Uh, that's it. And nobody wants to pay for a team that isn't in it to win it. Nobody wants to pay 12, 14, whatever that is per beer or, or a mixed drink, which I can't even imagine because you got to fill out a credit app. So that <laughs> well, I some people have golf clubs. So they could go golf. Well, there you go. I can't. Uh, you, yeah, you got to wait for your golf. So uh, do we have an update? Have you found out? You know, you, you know they're what, in Charlotte? They are, yeah. Uh, CLT. They're in Charlotte. So you know you've got uh, your, your golf clubs are there, and you're waiting to find out at what point in time they're actually going to be arriving at your house. I was, I was told you're looking forward to. loosely tomorrow or the next day. But there's a big, okay. uh, we're doing a little simulator golf outing on Saturday with right. the zone downtown. Yeah. Need my clubs for that. Might need my Crocs. Don't know. But there are other things <laughs> nobody, in the bag that I'm going to need. Nobody needs Crocs. I'm just telling you, there's no need for those. I think just, you would be really surprised. Pleasantly. Okay. If you were to give him a shot. It's only in certain settings. I, I, I played 36 holes a day on Friday and Saturday. And the best feeling of the day was putting yeah. on the Crocs after the round. Because your feet are tired, uh, take yeah, the shoes you, off. You, you need a uh, new life. Seriously. <laughs> just, just so simple. <laughs> okay, well, we're we're gonna be hopeful for one, Ben Kenny. Can live with that. There's also a, a towel in there that was a handout at a Phillies game when I was nine. Yeah, it's legitimately one of my prized possessions, and I can like I there. It, it might be more valuable to me than the clubs. Right. Can't that was have, that's from your that childhood, though. Yeah, it was yeah, not from your childhood. Well, I still have okay. it. It's an incredible towel. Hmm. Uh, is it like uh, unbelievably absorbent? We talk like sham wow type of towel, or what are we talking here? No, no, they're just pictures of all my favorite players from when I was young. <laughs> it's a cool towel, and I like it. Okay. Well, there you go. That will wrap up today's program. By the way, what do we got coming up tomorrow, Ben? Anything? Well, hopefully I'll I'll sleep tonight. Yeah, um, so you'll feel good tomorrow. We, hopefully your golf club has arrived. Peter Bukowski will we'll join the show. I saw he was uh, posting some stuff today. As a matter of fact, we'll talk about coming up tomorrow on the program. Maybe we'll hear more regarding Aaron Rodgers. Who knows? Let's wait and see. See what happens. Uh, now that uh, we know Derek Carr is off to the off to the New Orleans Saints, so we'll see what happens there. All right. So we got plans. We got plans. (laughs) 
All right, until we're back at it again tomorrow, Ben, go home, get some sleep. Hopefully your clubs show up. Everybody else, go enjoy yourself tonight. We'll be back. We'll all reconvene tomorrow morning. Or tomorrow. Yeah, tomorrow morning. We're, we're a morning show. Until then, time for us to go. Have a good one. See ya. The Bill Michael Show Podcast. Listen, rate, subscribe.